Welcome to the Hyper Training Hornsby channel. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best you can be. We know you have the best in you and we're going to show you how. Now, let's get started. So, Ben, this is our first podcast. Uh, we, uh, we are creating. Yeah, so we have no idea what we're doing, but this is how we do things and we'll see how it goes. So, we thought the first podcast, it would be a good idea to basically let you guys know about who I am, who Paul is, how we got to this position of running hybrid training, what we're all about, and then we're excited to then uh, interview some members, uh, other health professionals along the way, and we're excited to learn from them and basically share information with you. Yeah, pretty much exactly what Ben said. Uh, we're just going to ask each other some questions. We're going to riff through some stuff and uh, give you a little bit of, um, I guess, information about us, about our experience, about our history and how we all started. Um, so I'm going to start with Ben. Uh, me under that one. How did you start, um, you know, getting into this, this field or this industry or even training itself? Yeah, so for me, I started um, a long time ago. I can't remember exactly, maybe so under 15, maybe 13 or something. But I remember, I still remember it. My dad bought a book by Bill Phillips. Um, I'd never heard of him before, obviously. I never re- used to read as a kid. Still don't do too much today. Um, but in this book, he basically said, oh, I'm, g- I'm going to do what this guy says. Do you want to join me? So me and my dad used to just follow what the book said to do um, at my parents' house. And then I kept going with it. Dad got sick, he got a cold. Um, that threw him off, as, as happens in life. These things throw you curveballs, but I kept going. And unfortunately, my father didn't. But I, I kept going, and from then, I haven't really looked back. Um, I just kept seeing the results and getting addicted to it, I guess. It did become a bit of a obsession there for a while uh, for many years but I guess it's a healthy one so it's awesome how about you uh, I first started I think for my 16th birthday I got a bench press some barbells some weights um, because my brothers used to go to the gym and we're all into sport my family well most of us I was really into sport and gym was the next best, best thing so I did that for about nine months, and then my brother actually took me to the gym, Michael, um, and introduced me to weight training, or proper weight training, and he took me under his wing and then showed me the ropes, so thank you to Michael for, uh, you know, showing me what to do, Um, and then, yeah, things got serious from there, I eventually became one of the strongest powerlifters in Australia, uh, back many years ago. And um, yeah, I haven't stopped training ever since. I, I think it is still an obsession. So I don't think I'll ever stop training for a long period of time. There will always be uh, times to train, I think. Yeah. So what do you mean by obsession? Uh, I don't think I will ever stop training, I guess. Yes. Or exercising. So passionate. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess, would you have started training if Mike didn't bring you to the gym, do you think? Or were you interested in it before? 
Yeah, yeah. So I was still training at home. Like I was doing pull-ups, had a pull-up bar between the doors and I had a bench press and stuff that I got for my 16th birthday. But uh, there was only so much you could do with that equipment. And um, and then Mike was like, hey, let's, uh, let's go to the gym. And I was really excited. And I remember the first session that we did together, we were doing a tricep extension and I was going down, or a skull crusher, I should say. I was going down with the skull crusher and Mike was like, yeah, you can do that weight. And I dropped the weight on my head. <laughs> so that was my first experience, but I, I just kept going. Yeah. It's funny you say that because one of my first experiences in the gym was similar, except luckily it wasn't me that did it. So my sister's boyfriend at the time, he was the one that took me to the gym for the first time. Like you, I yeah. trained at home. Um, I eventually did buy the eBay weights and whatnot and trained in the backyard and there was a couple of times there where I was crying out to mum to like the YouTube videos trying to get the weight off my chest um, but yeah the first time in the gym he was doing the skull crusher same thing happened he thought I had it he was waiting for me to spot him but I didn't know what spotting was or what was going on but it, uh, he uh, cut his head open a little bit as he was doing the skull crusher dangerous exercise that one bloody hell stay away so, what, what do you think um, has been your biggest mistake along the way in terms of training that if you were starting out, you would advise other people to? Uh, probably the biggest mistake would be listen more. Like, I mean, I was, I was young, I was arrogant, uh, I thought I knew everything and I was the best. Um, but I think I could have listened more and learn a lot more along the way uh, whereas before I was I guess more exploring rather than learning but I guess I did learn at the same time um, but yeah taking advice from more experienced people would have been would have been great um, and a variety so not just my brother but also like you know other PTs or other health professionals and stuff um, I think yeah maybe a little bit more um, listening would be better. Would have been better. And do you have an example of like where you could have listened more or where you're arrogant or the opportunities you sort of passed up? Um, well, when I got into the field, I guess like when I was doing more courses and things like that, I, I could see how, how much benefit it could give me um, in terms of knowledge, in terms of experience, in terms of you know, being a better coach or trainer. And I think that's when I really um, opened up about listening to others a bit more. Yeah, and what about yourself? What was your biggest mistake? Um, again, it comes down to the same, same thing. Being, I think it's a pretty typical thing for young guys to be pretty... Um, cocky I guess or just sort of think they know it all um, and I had similar situations so um, along the way I kind of made lots of mistakes in terms of like nutrition I've experimented with nutrition a lot and I made a lot of mistakes there um, thinking you know you, you know best type thing um, same, same with training even so um, I used to do a lot of weights or I mean I still do but and I, I never ever stretched and that, that went on for years um, 
and it wasn't until I started doing more functional style movements that I realized that I couldn't actually move. And I think you had a similar experience with your powerlifting background. But from then, you know, so, sort of a bit of a wake up call, like, uh, shit, maybe what I have, have been doing isn't really working. Um, and from there you start to make some, some changes. But for an example, if I remember going to school, school gym, like on sport day, went to the gym and me and my mate were doing the tricep press down. It's all about the arms back then. Still don't mind the old bicep curl here and there. But we're trying to push the stack and we're literally using our whole body weight to push the stack down. And uh, I remember the trainer walking past, he was an older guy, and telling us to, you know, lower the weight, do it properly type thing. And as a teenager, you just sort of thought, oh, what a wanker, you know, what does he know? So again, it sort of comes down to ditching your ego and <laughs> realizing you're just a kid. And uh, But I don't know if that's ever gonna change with people of that age, you know? Mm. to know um, what has been your biggest achievement um, I don't know I never thought about that but I guess what's been most rewarding is seeing improvements and I continue to see improvements to this day so I haven't entered any comps or anything I'm not really doing it for that um, or doing it for me and like I said I enjoyed it um, but yeah, just a little improvement. So like I mentioned, getting stronger is an improvement. And every time you get stronger, you see improvement. Every time I could perform a movement that I couldn't perform before, or I can do a movement uh, with more ease and more stability is an improvement, or less less pain is an improvement. So there's lots of little improvements along the way. And I guess it doesn't have to be a big achievement for me to be an achievement. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? For you, I mean, I'm guessing powerlifting was pretty pretty big, big. Uh, if I if I look at like overall thing the biggest achievement would probably be um, being able to do what we love doing I guess uh, the community that that is here just makes it a lot easier to come to work um, you know everyone's like mates here so it's, it's like you're coming in and seeing your mates which is really good Powerlifting was good as well. Um, but I think like being able to do what we love doing and getting paid for it is probably the biggest achievement I've had um, in terms of being in this this sort of environment in the in the health and fitness world. Yeah. Being proud of what we've created here, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I think that's um, that's massive. And, and what about your personal training? Um, my biggest achievement. Yeah, powerlifting was good. Powerlifting was good. So, being one of Australia's strongest pound for pound guys was a great achievement. Um, but I think my biggest achievement, my probably most proudest moment was uh, I, I'd probably say benching 175 kilos uh, full range by the way um, 
So that, that includes the bar touching the chest and locking out the elbows. Um, that was probably my biggest, proudest moment, I'd say, uh, in terms of exercise. Yeah. And what have you found, um, like the, the hardest shift to make in terms of training? Like, were you nervous about coming into this style of training um, from, from doing that powerlifting style? Um, or what, what triggered you to make the change? Yeah, well, it was powerlifting, and some powerlifters might get offended, but it's it's very one-dimensional, um, depending on how you take it, I guess. So there are powerlifters out there who are a little bit more uh, mobile than others, but yeah, I, I, I used to play footy and play sports and things like that, and I was I was a little bit slower than what I could be, or or I carried a little bit more weight, or I wasn't as fast or agile. So things needed to change. I needed to get more mobile, I needed to get faster, I needed to be able to leap, jump, uh, lift. Um, so this style of training is, is ideal for everything. And did you, did you know that at the time? Like, I remember we were, we were training together before we started doing this style type of thing. Mm. I mean, for me, for me personally, I, I was quite nervous about shifting because I trained so hard in terms of strength and I guess a bit of vanity as well. I didn't want to do too much in, in my mindset. I had cardio. And if you do cardio, you lose any muscle, you lose any strength. That type of mindset. Again, just naive. But I was nervous if I did this or committed to this style, I would lose what I'd worked so hard to achieve. I don't know if you, if you had those thoughts time um well i started playing with crossfit itself uh in 2000 and 2019 no no sorry that's this year <laughs> 2009 we're fresh to the game people yeah we're fresh yeah to the game. so i started playing around with crossfit in 2009 where was your first experience um well me and my brother uh we had a pair of rings at home, we attached them to a tree and we started doing muscle ups and things and um, we actually did the course, the CrossFit course in 2009. Um, and then we just started playing every now and again with, with the workouts um, and started trying them out. I think Filthy 50 was probably one of the first workouts I actually did. Uh, if you don't know that workout, it's a benchmark workout in the, in the CrossFit community where it's 50 reps with a gazillion exercises and it's pretty tough. Um, Never forget your first, yeah. first session. So, I wasn't, I wasn't as, I, I wouldn't say scared, but I was, I guess because I was crap at it, I didn't really want to do it. And, uh, and, and also another reason why I did want to do it because I was crap at it. So, slowly and eventually we uh, you know we crossed over the line and and committed mm. yeah I think it was, it was similar like back at the uh, commercial gym we used to train at um, we used to dabble in a little bit of these style of workouts together sometimes the trainers would get together it was pretty fun actually but we used to go to the boxing room and um write down some little workouts together or take them off the internet and we'd do them together and then talk about it over the week. But it was usually like maybe one or two a week max and then we'd do our 
regular style of training uh, outside of that that we have been doing previously. Mm. And then the even when I started opening, well, when we started this gym um, as a, as a CrossFit gym, even then I think I was still doing majority of my training. I was doing a bit of half and half, and then once I committed to it. After starting to see the benefits, um, I've never looked back as well. I guess now I find it really, to be honest, a bit boring if I go back to my regular. Well, it's not really regular anymore, but what I used to do. Yeah, it is. It is boring. If I go on holidays and go into a normal gym, I'm kind of. Even though I've been a trainer for many years now, it's kind of left twiddling my thumbs, like not really knowing where I'm where I'm going to go or you know how to make it a bit more interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe the people want to know, how did hybrid training come about? Um, how did it come about, Ben? <laughs> um, so, we originally started, it was, we opened up about a year or two, of like, when the CrossFit hype was all, all the go, uh, years back. Um, what year was it? 2012, maybe? Mm. So CrossFit had been going for a couple of years, but it was starting to get, you know, some traction and was the talk around town. And at that point, I was a personal trainer, um, and it seemed like a good opportunity. Like in, again, naive, young guy's mind, it can't be that hard. You know, you just open up a garage and you can start a gym. Um, but from that, I mean, I'm glad we took the plunge. But from that, we just sort of. Um, learn, learn a lot along the way and every day we learn something new here um, it got to a point where we felt that the word or the name CrossFit or that style of training was in a way limiting our ability to help people because it had such a well known name and stigma around it a lot of people that we would have liked to have helped weren't coming or seeking our help and it we speak about this a lot in our blogs and our um, social media, but it's the fallacy or the belief that people need to be fit before they start becoming fit or joining a gym. And I guess that's the biggest myth we want to kind of debunk and we want to create an environment that is welcoming. Um, and I guess the name or the branding of CrossFit wasn't, wasn't doing that, it was kind of a bit aggressive. Um, and we, we want to create a shift so we, I guess we weren't aligned with a, a lot of the what, what, what was going on at that time I don't know if like, you've got more to add to that or like mm. different perspectives like but there was a lot to it but that's that's some of it or you can add, add some more <laughs> yeah uh, this podcast thing is tough um, <laughs> I don't know whether to look at camera or to look at you yeah Quite don't look at me because that's weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we both have these dirty mo's at the moment yeah moustaches maybe we'll put the link in after this uh, podcast I, I actually trimmed mine over yesterday because um, I thought it'd make it grow better <laughs> didn't work got a shampoo it. Uh, yeah I mean hybrid training uh, there are so many ways to explain this as well and how I always explain hybrid training and how it came about was um, 
you know, I've, I've always wanted to open up my own gym and when I did my course to become a personal trainer, they sit you all down on the, the first day and they, they ask you why are you here and why do you want to do this course? And I said, I want to open up my own gym one day, not knowing that it'd be like this gym. So back then I, I thought it'd be like a commercialized gym where you just go in and lift weights and things like that. And then I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to open um, a CrossFit gym, which and then helped us evolve into what we have now, which is hybrid training. Uh, and, and the word hybrid comes from, you know, whatever you do in here, we want you to be able to apply it uh, outside in the real world as well um, and, and do it, you know, in sports or, or at home or at, in your job. Uh, we want you to be able to perform better in everyday life. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's amazing to, to look back and, and see how far we've come. Um, and it's a good experience for us not only as business owners but personally as well yeah 100% I think the hybrid name itself has a lot of different directions mm. in terms of another way I explain it to people or um, is basically it's a hybrid of your learnings and my learnings like we've both mentioned earlier like we've been lifting weights now for what, since I was 14, so what, 17 years? Make me sound old. Mm. But it's, it basically, it's a long time, and I'll, like we said, we, we have made a lot of mistakes along the way, but without mistakes, you don't learn anything. So, like we said at the beginning, um, we can save you or fast track your results if you're willing to listen. So, that was one mistake we didn't do is listen. Um, and we advise everyone basically to. So be open-minded and listen from those that walked the path before you. So the hybrid is a combination of our experiences, I guess. And from that uh, experience, we've been able to program in a way we believe will produce the best results uh, for, our, for our members. Yep. Good way to put it. <laughs> but there's many mentions to, to the word hybrid. Um, another way you can look at it is the community. So our community is a hybrid as well. So um, it's very important to us, our community. You mentioned to it, you mentioned it earlier how important it is to results that you achieve, but we were just speaking to was it someone today, actually, Paul was, was on the phone to someone and I heard him saying like, we have people from all walks of life in this gym. Again, a hybrid, a mix. So. You know, from the fittest to the fit, people exercising every day, obsessed with it, to people that have never been in the gym before. And that's really special to us because that's what makes this place uh, different. And it's so important to be supportive of everyone, no matter at what point of the journey they're at. Um, and that's what I love about this place is the diversity or the hybrid or the mix. Call it what you, call it what you want. Yeah. So I guess what what's your personally like what to get people to get to know you a bit better? Um, yeah, who, who's Paul and what what are you about? Um, I'm about fun. Maybe my voice doesn't give it that way. <laughs> uh, I, I 
don't know. It's a hard way. It, it, that's a hard one to um, to answer. I guess. Uh, I guess you'll have to meet me to understand who I am and what I'm about. But uh, in short, I, I enjoy having fun, and happiness is is something that um, I like to have and give itself. So the my enjoyment, I guess, comes from making others happy. And if I can do that, then it puts a smile on my face. And then if I'm happy, then life is good. Um, and that's probably why I do what I do because I'm, I'm good at fitness. I'm, I'm good at doing this thing that we call health. And, uh, and if I can make people happy using my uh, knowledge, then it's a win-win, I guess. And I think I said this before, but if I can do what I love and get paid for it, then it's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it? And you've got got a little daughter now. How's that changed things for you? Yeah. uh, She's two. Um, It's made life... Perspective? Yeah, well, I guess it's made life even better. Busier, but better. Um... So speaking about earlier, was speaking about learning from other people. Like, did you have a different perspective of what it's like to be a father? Like now, can you relate to people a bit better in terms of fitting fitness into their lifestyle as a father and a husband? Yeah, like I probably should train more than I should be, or I used to train more before I had a kid. Now I don't train as much, um, but I still train. So there's always time, you just gotta make it. Um, yeah, for sure, you'd rather spend time with your kids than, than exercise or work or whatever, but you gotta set that time aside as well and make time for yourself and um, so you keep that sanity. Uh, but yeah, I totally understand, like, um, things get busy, things get tough. Um, so I totally understand what people when we hear those excuses, oh, I've got a kid now, or um, my kids take up a lot of my time, I, I totally understand that. Um, but in saying that too, we've got lots of uh, parents here who do have kids, multiple kids, and mm. they still manage to make the time for themselves and, you know, better better their health and fitness because without your health, you have nothing. Yeah, it's been cool to see as well. We've seen a lot of I guess poor mentors, but your kids do see what you do, right? And mm. there's been a lot of families come through these doors and it's cool to see their children start to develop the same habits or healthy habits that the parents have sort of instilled in them. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just unreal to see that. Yeah. And I think that's really important to realise that on, as parents, often we sacrifice things for the best thing for the kid. Um, it might be... You know, we don't have time to get to the gym because we want to do the best by the kid, but by looking after yourself, you are actually doing the best thing you possibly can for your children as well. You're going to relate better to them. You're going to, um, like I said, instill this value of health towards them as well, like healthy eating, healthy living. And if you or your kids don't have health, they don't have anything. So just keep that in mind. When, next time you're thinking, oh, I'm doing it for the kids. Are you really? By looking after yourself, you're going to really help help yourself and them. There's a lot of value in it. Yeah, unless you don't have anyone looking after your kid, you 
better look, go look after your kid. <laughs> I reckon let's wrap it up. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, we just wanted to basically introduce ourselves, who we are, what we're about, and then hopefully each and every podcast from here on out provides a little bit of value and insight into hybrid training and health and fitness world. So look forward to it. Yeah, promise you the next one will be better. Thanks, guys.